this is Reaching the Finish Line. And I'm your host, Callan Dix. Check out the website, www.reachingthefinishline.com. And pick up my free report. Save up to 75% what they don't want you to know. ReachingTheFinishLine.com And welcome. Today, I am delighted to have Karen Yankovic. Karen is a sought-after social media strategist, LinkedIn evangelist, expert, and speaker. If you remember a few episodes ago, I've interviewed Christina Daves, who was the author of PR for Anyone, and where that episode we talked about how to get mainstream publicity on a shoestring budget. And I've learned about Karen from Christina. I'm uh, a uh, big fan of Christina. I've been following her for a while. So I'm happy uh, to have Karen on to, get us the, to give us the 411 on how to make the most of social media. So Karen, welcome. Thanks so much. I'm so happy to be here. I think everyone I want to know, you know, kind of how you got started. Because, uh, you know, you know, typically uh, the average person, you know, is, is not no social media guru or social media expert. How did you how did you get started on your journey and being one of the uh, sought after uh, social media strategists? Well, you know what? It's kind of funny. I, my background is in I.T. So I was an I.T. project manager, um, mostly always entrepreneurial. Like I had, you know, different businesses over the years. Um, most recently was mostly consulting mm-hmm. with. Um, voice and data networks, that kind of thing. So, so I definitely had the geek side down, right? But I was also on the sales end of it. So I was always on the sales end, you know, um, definitely the people person and deals together and that kind of thing. And, you know, I, I started to take some courses in online marketing um, a few years ago now to help a friend who was marketing some workshops. And I started to create, so I started to implement what I was learning to help her in my own business. And people started to come to me like saying, can you do this for me? And soon I was like, all right, well, you know, a brick wall doesn't need to fall in on me <laughs> to, to, to say, let me, you know, let me think about this. Because for me, social media was really, is really my sweet spot because it blends all the geeky techie stuff. Like, like I've been geeking all day today on Facebook ads. Like that's been what I've been, you know, on analytics and retargeting and all that stuff um, with the social piece of it, right? Which, which is the sales piece that I've always loved. So I kind of started to take on clients to help them, and now that's 100% of my business. Yeah, it's so interesting, too, because I've always looked at social media as a puzzle. And, you know, for someone to be so knowledgeable and to be so keen on mastering uh, social media and getting effective results as far as increasing sales, as far as increasing brand exposure, you know, that's just that's just kudos to you. I have a lot of respect for for people like you because, you know, Facebook is always changing. You know, Twitter is changing. You know, all these things. It's like so it's like you always have to kind of stay up to date. And as far as seeing what works, they they change their metrics. They change this. They change that. So uh, (laughs) I've done my whole life, right? Because as soon as you learn a technology, somebody develops something else. So I had to be good on my feet with, all right, well, I hadn't heard that, but let me research it and get back to you, you know? So, so that my whole life is that way. You know, I've never had a, uh, I've never been in an industry where things seemed stagnant, that nothing changed, you know? So to me, it was, that's what I've always done. For sure. For sure. So I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I was at the edge of the seat waiting. So let's get right <laughs> into it. <laughs> so now one thing that 
most entrepreneurs or or even people, you know, let's say work professionals, people who are trying to, you know, get ahead in their careers, maybe, maybe they're in a job that necessarily they're not a fan of and, you know, they know they have the experiences to maybe, you know, be better suited for another position or perhaps as an entrepreneur who's trying to build their brand. Um, they want to, they, they kind of want to really learn the whole kind of, the kind of, the whole, um, you know, what it takes to, to have a successful social presence on these social media outlets, you know, typically, you know, uh, you know, for face, Facebook, for example, you know, you have a Facebook page, you have the Facebook profile, and um, I mean, I, I, I can't speak for everyone, but but for myself personally, I have just shifted to my Facebook profile, and uh, you know, I, I typically just kind of have all my business stuff there, because uh, it, it came to a point in where uh, on my Facebook page. Uh, I guess that I guess that edge rank thing. Uh, my 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 post wasn't. My, everyone wasn't seeing my posts because of that edge rank thing. So I just shifted to the profile. I, I just shifted all those posts to the profile, and there I see that I get more likes, I get more comments, I get more shares. But what has what has been some challenges that you have seen? Um, um, uh, for Facebook, that, that for people that you've helped, and perhaps what are some tips that you can offer? to help people uh, do better on Facebook? So here's the thing, and um, the challenges that you had are very common challenges, but here's the thing. You, by, by using your personal profile to promote your business, you're actually in violation of Facebook's terms of service, which, I mean, who, you know, does anybody really care about that? I don't know, but I, I am hearing, and I haven't seen it personally, but I am hearing that people are getting their personal pages shut down if they're using it to promote their business primarily, well, even not, not even not primarily, even if it's just occasionally. So you really do, if you're a business owner or you have a for-profit anything, even just a nonprofit blog, like you really have to have a Facebook business page to use it prop properly. And it's a challenge that we all have, but, but what Facebook has that no other platform has, which is why we all are on it still and why we should stay on it, even with the reach dropping like a, freaking canon um is facebook ads they're so powerful and they're so inexpensive and you can target absolutely anybody so in such a reasonable way and you need to have a page to do that so and it also facebook is kind of the place where most people kind of expect you to be if you have a business and social media and that's not really everyone right not every business needs to be on facebook and i'm really a big proponent of you know, some people say, well, you need to be where your clients are. And of course, that's true to some degree. But I think we all have clients on all the platforms. To me, I want you to be where you enjoy being. Uh -huh. Like if you, if you, you know, listen, if you hate Facebook, then keep it up. But use Twitter if that's what you love. Or if you're a big photo person, use Instagram. And you can find your clients there. But most people, when they think of social media and where to market their business, they think of Facebook first. And that's where a lot of people go to look for more information on a company. They go to their Facebook page. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's definitely true. I definitely noticed that. With the Facebook ads, uh, Karen, um, I, I personally, for me, I haven't had a whole lot of success. I mean, of course, I, I know there's like like a specific kind of. It's almost like in a way, like uh, it's almost like a project in itself because it's oh, like yeah. the, it's like the logo has to be right. It's like the it's like the wording has to be right. It's like it, 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 it's it, it's crazy. <laughs> oh yes, absolutely, absolutely. So and for me, like I've thrown I've, I've thrown you know uh, you know a few hundred dollars at Facebook ads and I didn't lose money. 
but I just felt like at best I just broke even. Um, perhaps is there any tips that you can offer people so they could do better with their Facebook ads? Well, you know, you gotta you gotta think of think of yourself like think of the Facebook ad campaign or Facebook in general um, as think of yourself as on the other end of it as if you're the user, uh -huh. right? You Facebook ads are a great way to warm up your audience, uh -huh. right? So, for example, one campaign that I'm running right now is I created an infographic. Um, and I'm just using Facebook ads to send people to a no opt-in infographic because I just want to get them there. It's the cheapest way to get people there. I'm not asking for an opt-in. So Facebook is going to send people there, hopefully very inexpensively. And at the bottom of that blog, it says, you know, for more information, click here to get my free ebook. Right. So, so I'm not asking them to buy anything yet. I mean, I, I tip, I stuck my toe in the water and said, click here to go to my website. And then once you're on my website, I'm hoping that maybe they they want to give me their name and email address to get the ebook, and then when they get the ebook, I'm offering them a webinar, still free. But by the time they get to that webinar where I make a pitch and I make an offer, they're no longer a cold audience. That is smart. That's a very smart tactic. I I, I haven't seen it like that because typically, Karen, uh, when a person clicks on an ad, it takes them to the website, and then you see that the, the opt-in page pop up, and then usually, you know, if people find that it's of value, they'll put their email address and then get the freebie. But I haven't looked at it that way. That's actually a very, that's actually a very uh, clever way uh, to be able to uh, increase engagement. You know, so and, and you have to have patience, right? And that's really what the social media game is all about. If you go to Facebook ads and go right for the kill, right, to make that, you know, get people to buy, even if it's a $5 something, mm -hmm. you're, you know, you may very well be breaking even, breaking even at best. Mm -hmm. You've got to, you've got to understand how you, how you are as the user. You've got to, you know, would you do that, right? Even no matter how great the product is, I still don't know who you are. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's a cold audience. So what it's doing is it's giving me a way to warm up an audience. So by the time they're on my email list and, you know, now I'm kind of positioning myself as influential because they've seen a couple different things that I've already done. And if you're a local business, huge, huge potential because you can target geographically. So just it's just tons and tons of things you can do with Facebook ads. Awesome. Now let's go into Twitter because Twitter also is probably, I would say, when it comes to uh, in, when it comes to social media marketing, probably comes at either number two or number three. I'm not, you know, I mean, you're the expert. I mean, you probably could probably uh, categorize that much more as far as rankings. But Twitter is very important when it comes to a lot of brands. And I use Twitter, and I've had moderate success with it. Uh, typically, uh, I guess, I guess I have the average knowledge probably that any person uh, that has a business that you know that does, and which I use hash. I try to use trending hashtags. Uh, mm -hmm. To basically get people to my tweets, uh, I use BitLinks to uh, to to know uh, you know how effective my tweets are, and then also um, also what I do is uh, every now and then, and probably I should do this more, is I have tweets and where it should be a tweet that that's the link goes to an opt-in, you know, mm -hmm. but uh, but I, I I try to come across more as authentic, you know, like like, like you were saying before, you said about the Facebook ad, how and where where the Facebook ad takes 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 the uh, viewer to the page, and how how and how where you know they they get the you know they they get the the freebie, but if there's no opt-in to get the freebie, but if they want your ebook, they can click to your website, and then if they want to opt-in for right. that, they could do that. So. That's the way I try to come off, uh, Karen. I try to come off authentic, and you know, I, I don't want to try to, you know, feel, you know, trying to make people feel like, you know, I'm trying to game them or I'm trying to, you know, trying to pitch, sell them or pitch them automatically. But what, you know, are, are there any tips that you can offer when it comes to Twitter? 
because uh, personally, you know, I, you know, I have found that obviously you can't you can't tweet like once or twice a day. You have to obviously tweet a whole lot more than that. And I try to tweet at least three times a day. But at the same time, like every, everyone has to, has their own you know way. So what what would you offer as far as uh, being effective on Twitter? Well, so I, you are so on the right. You're absolutely right when you say often that you know hold on to your seat. You need to tweet once an hour. So you need to tweet twenty to twenty five times a day. Wow. To be most effective. But I have a secret weapon for that. <laughs> I have a secret weapon for that, and that's a tool that I use called Social Oomph, and it's it's a online tool that it makes all the difference in the world for Twitter, for my Twitter campaigns and for my clients' campaigns. And what Managed Flitter does, and it's the paid version, by the way, that you need to, to do this, and it's like $15 a month, so it's very inexpensive. Um, you can set up queues of content. So, for example, you mentioned, you know, to, to your opt-in, right? You tweet a couple times to your opt-in. Uh-huh. You can write a whole, you can write 20 tweets to your opt-in, just reword it in different ways, create some graphics, because, you know, we graphics catch our attention in, tweet, in Twitter, Create, you know, another 20 graphics and just go into Canva and make quick little changes to them. They don't have to be, they don't have to be gorgeous. They don't have to be anything. They can all, all free stuff. And you go into manage uh, to um, social umph and you upload it into a queue and you tell social umph, send one of these tweets out every seven hours. And when you send it out, put it in the back of the queue. So that queue of content never runs dry. I see. And this tool is called social umph. O-O-M-P-H, yep. Great. So now you write another queue of content. Let's say you have, like, for every one of your episodes, right? You can write a couple of tweets to every episode, write another queue of content, and continually send tweets to every one of your episodes. Uh-huh. You can do it for blog posts. You have multiple queues, and you can control based on how much content you have on it, right? Like, you don't want to tweet once an hour on something. You want to make sure that it's going to be three or four days before that tweet gets seen again, right? Right. Comes. So right. you want to... You know, but by creating multiple queues of content, so one's your blogs, one's your maybe you have YouTube videos, maybe you have statistics. This is all evergreen stuff, right? This isn't stuff you obviously you want to tweet other things like I'm going to be speaking tomorrow or right. did you guys read this article in Social Media Examiner today? So you definitely don't want it to be all evergreen, but there's lots and lots of content that you can send out on Twitter in an evergreen fashion that can and. and you know, this cannot be the only thing you do on Twitter or people will stop following you. You've got to go in and engage. But Twitter will be the number one source of traffic to your website if you do this right. Do you want to start reaching the finish line? Then start with a free audiobook. Go to reachingthefinishline.com and scroll to the bottom of the page to click on the Audible banner to get your free audiobook. You may not have a lot of free time, but you can definitely listen to a book on a plane, on the bus, or even while you're driving. Go to reachingthefinishline.com and scroll to the bottom of the page to click on the Audible banner to get your free audiobook. Start reaching the finish line with your free audiobook. Wow, that is so impressive. I, 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 think, I, think, I think the next question comes to, 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 to this. Um, now, what if, Karen, there is a business that typically... You know, it's a U.S. business and all their clients are in the U.S. You know, they may say, well, you know, you know, why should I tweet once every hour if my clients are going to be asleep, you know, pretty much for a certain period of time? Like, let's say let's say between, you know, maybe 12 to 6, you know, should, you know, I guess I guess the question is, should I, be, should I still be tweeting at that time? Well, if you have social oomph, you can tell social oomph to only tweet between the hours of whatever. 
So okay. send it out every seven hours or every 12 hours or whatever you choose um, between certain hours. So you can set that up. But but have you found in, in, uh, in your research that for U.S. brands that is still advantageous to tweet once an hour despite – you know, their, their, their customers may be asleep at, at, at certain hours in the morning. Yeah, I do. I do. I do. I, I tweet all day. I tweet 24 hours. Okay. I, I do have clients all over the world, but, um, you know, listen, if I tag you, like, you know, when I get a recording of this interview, Callan, I'm going to make sure that I'm tweeting to it and I'm going to tag you in it. And, you know, you're going to see that even if it went out at two o'clock in the morning, you'll see it the next day <laughs> when you get up and you'll, you know, you'll comment on it. Right. So, so I, it, you know, to me, Twitter doesn't sleep. And, you know, listen, some of our U.S. people are up at 3 o'clock in the morning, right? So That's true. That is true. You, def you definitely have the night owls. Let's go to Instagram. Now, that's some this is something that I've personally never used. Uh, you know, uh, Gary Vaynerchuk talks so highly of it. Um, and, you know, there's... You know, there's, there's, there's a guy I know who sells lots of books from Instagram. Um, so uh, I'm curious about your experience and your client's experience with Instagram. Uh, has that been an effective tool or would you say that's dependent on the brand? Well, everything's dependent on the brand. Uh -huh. So I don't, think, I don't think there's anything that's a blanket answer for anything. Uh -huh. That being said, I think Instagram is really powerful if it's, again, if it's something you enjoy doing, if you enjoy um, you know, if you enjoy the image piece of it, right. Okay. And part of marketing, but I, you know, I have seen many, many people build very, very successful businesses just using Instagram. I mean, there are so many I, I that I can think of. And so, so what, what the difference is now Instagram just changed their algorithm again. Uh -huh. So, it used to be that your post just came up in the order that they were posted. That's not the case anymore. So we don't have enough time yet to see how that's going to affect, you know, the engagement and the reach. But I can tell you that if you post, like we talked about Facebook reach, right? Mm -hmm. If you post, if you have a thousand Facebook followers and a thousand Instagram followers and you post the same post in both places, you're going to get five times the engagement on Instagram. Wow. So I think that, you know, I think it's, it's, if you, if you can, you know, if you're, if you're up for the images, because you have to have great images, um, then I think it's a great tool. But I also don't think we all have to be everywhere. So pick the couple of platforms that you think work for you. But if you love Instagram, you can absolutely use it to make money. I mean, for an example, I have an Instagram account that's it's you know it's my personal Instagram account, but like I'm you know I'm a brand, right? I have people know who I am, so I make sure that it's not you know not too personal, right? And, right. And, and I, you know, and I, and I put some things about, like, if I'm speaking, like I'm going this weekend, I'm going to Boston, I'm speaking at a, um, an event for the P, uh, Public Relations Society of America on Monday. And so I'll, t I'll put in, I'll put pictures of that. So it's my brand, it's personal, but it's kind of where's, you know, where in the world is Karen, right? I see. I also have an Instagram account that's called LinkedIn Tips. And I post on that LinkedIn Tips account, LinkedIn Tips, right? That's all that's on there. Those Posts get so much engagement. And I, you know, well, my intention is to drive traffic to my free LinkedIn video series. So, you know, that warms people up to who I am. So it's another way for me to reach another audience with the products and services that I have. You're right. And what you said, uh, you know, shortly before was very powerful and where you can be everywhere, you know, right. but you can, but you can definitely do your best based on, you know, what you're, what you're the most comfortable with um, as well as, uh, you know, you know, kind of, 
social media outlets that you're you're quite familiar with that's not such a learning curve for you. And for myself, it's Facebook, it's Twitter, and it's LinkedIn. You know, every now and then I do do a YouTube video, and uh, I you know I do several for Entrepreneur Magazine, so I kind of I kind of circulate that in. But my three are LinkedIn, Twitter, and Facebook, and and you know that that's been doing me pretty well. So uh, I definitely concur with that, um, Karen. So let's go to kind of your baby and kind of and kind of. Uh, something I want to really um, become more effective on because I have success on it, but you know, I'm always wanting to improve and, and, uh, and you being an expert, I'm happy that, you know, uh, that, that you can share these uh, awesome tips with uh, myself and our listeners. So link, so, so, so LinkedIn, you know, um, what, you know, what, what has been some challenges that you have seen with your clients on LinkedIn? And then what can be some tips that you can offer our audience to help us be more successful on LinkedIn. Okay, so the challenge that I see mostly with LinkedIn is that people don't really understand the benefit of it. Uh-huh. And um, and they also feel like they don't get how to use it. They're not really sure what to do. I can't even, it has to be once a week I hear, oh my gosh, it's so boring. Like, what do you do on LinkedIn? <laughs> Here's the thing, LinkedIn is where my clients come from. So that that's like, you know, cha-ching. And that's what I, that's where I like to hang out because that's where my clients come from. Mm-hmm. So, so LinkedIn is the moneymaker. LinkedIn is that if you, you know, if you look at the demographics across social media sites, um, LinkedIn has the higher, um, higher income average than any other social media site. It's around six figures, which no other social media site can say the same thing. Mm. Uh, so your clients can afford to hire you that are, that are on LinkedIn. And you know, the thing is, like, people come to me all the time and say, all right, social media, what do I need to do? And often what they think is, I need to, immediate, I need to start promoting my business. I'm, I'm on social media. I want to promote my business. But we live in an age where we want to know more about the people behind the business. Mm. So nobody's, you know, I'm not saying that, you know, if Joe Smith, the owner of this company, doesn't have a great LinkedIn profile, that nobody's going to buy his widgets. Mm-hmm. But for sure, if Joe Smith make sure that everybody in his company has a strong LinkedIn profile and everybody that Googles, and we Google everybody we do business with, let's be real. We Google everybody's name thrown in a Google search at some point or another. Um, your LinkedIn profile is gonna come up. Imagine if Joe's business, every time somebody researched somebody in their business, they came up with a really strong profile, right? That, that immediately elevates his business brand and he hasn't even promoted his business yet, right? So to me, you've got to start with your personal brand if you want to be an influencer with with your business. Absolutely. And I am on Karen's page right now and uh, I definitely I definitely recommend people to check it out because yeah, uh, she definitely goes she definitely goes above and beyond with her LinkedIn profile. Number 1, first thing I've noticed uh, on Karen's LinkedIn profile is her picture. Very professional photo. Uh, looks like a professional photographer did it. Uh, she's smiling, has a has a beautiful smile and uh, and I that definitely comes across as authentic i feel when people look at it so i think that's great uh she you want to know you want to know a tip about the photo want a secret little tip about the photo yes please make sure when you put your photo on linkedin you're looking towards your profile not away from your profile Mm. you want to draw other people's eyes to your profile you want to appear like you're inviting them to look at what you're looking at you don't want to appear aloof and looking in the opposite direction like you're standoffish and you're not just a little LinkedIn profile tip. 
For sure, for sure. I've also noticed that she has kind of a nice background, kind of basically that promotes her brand, uh, kind of kind of um, in the, in the background for LinkedIn profile. And then um, you know, as you see, uh, you know, she she has some she has some posts, which is great. And she she's a very well detailed uh, background of who she is, the things she have done in the past. And yeah, I would definitely recommend people to check out her LinkedIn profile, kind of as a model as maybe some t some things they can implement in their own LinkedIn profile. You know, one unfortunate thing I see often, Karen, is most people, they have a LinkedIn profile, but they don't even have a picture. I tell people, like, if you're not going to have a picture, why bother even try to create a LinkedIn profile? <laughs> I know. I have one client that he sells phone systems, and he insists on having a picture of a phone. Because he says, That's, I stand out from everybody else. I'm like, yeah, because nobody, but nobody knows who you are. Like, this is not, we don't, you know, this is not 1965. We don't, it's not Mad Men era. We want to know you. We want to know the guy behind the business. We don't care. You you may be standing out, but it's not for a good way. It's not for a good reason, I don't think. For sure. For sure. You have to have a great picture. Yeah. And and also, too, uh, one thing that LinkedIn has kind of, uh, I, I, maybe it's about two or three years old, they, they kind of bring in a LinkedIn post and where you can, you can create content, create blog posts, and... Um, uh, to look at Karen's, you know, hers is pretty consistent. You know, uh, looking at three seems to be week after week after week. And that definitely could be a great way to draw in business, to basically write blog posts about your expertise, the things that you do, because it also positions you um, as an expert. Now, one question I have, uh, Karen, that I have always was curious about. Now, the, now, when it comes to the Facebook feed, you know, as far as my profile fee, I know that uh, typically everyone doesn't see it. And the more people that like it, the more people that will see it. Is LinkedIn the same way or how does that work? Nope. LinkedIn shows the posts in the order that they're posted. Okay. So it's, so it's not about likes. It's not about likes. I mean, listen, it's going to keep popping up in the feed if people are commenting on it and liking it. It's going to keep popping up in the feed. Okay. You know, that, you know, so-and-so likes your post. So that's good. That's always beneficial when you have lots of likes on it, but... Um, it's going to show when you post it, it'll show to everyone that you're connected to. Yeah, because I realized that with Facebook, if basically Facebook will only show it if it's popular. If it's not popular, they won't show it to your, even your friends. They won't even show it to your friends if it's not popular or, or unless you only got like, you know, you know, five friends. But, uh, but yeah, I was always curious about that because personally, okay. with, personally with me, um, you know, I take the same piece of content and those are three. Uh, social media outlets I tend to post it on and with the LinkedIn I post it there and uh, I don't typically get a lot of engagement you know I'll get I'll get like maybe you know a few likes here and there maybe a comment here and there but uh, you know perhaps is there a specific time maybe that I should uh, post it to maybe get more engagement or maybe is there a specific strategy that you would advise to get more engagement on LinkedIn so my you know my unofficial um, investigation on that. I think for me, mornings um, seem to be the most popular times. Mm. That's, but that's for me. You really have to post yourself and just kind of see for yourself what works best for you. I see. Um, but you know, you don't have to always post. You can go in and share and like and comment. What you want to do is keep your name in that feed. You want to stay top of mind. Now, first, before you even do any of that, you have to have a great profile mm -hmm. because people are going to check you out. You want to be impressive. You want people impressed when they see your profile. So anything we talk about beyond that is assuming that you have a great profile. Uh -huh. So if you're keeping your name in the feed and see, you know, somebody says, you know, Karen liked Christina's post or I share a post or like or comment on things, see my name in the feed. Hopefully somebody's going to click on my picture then and my, you know, my name and then want to follow me as well. 
Great. So besides besides having a, a stellar photo, Karen, what would be some other tips to have a great profile? So you got to take a look at your headline. Your headline is the thing where, you know, like if you don't change it, it says I'm a lawyer or I'm an accountant or, you know, I, it has, it's basically what will happen. It will default to your most recent experience title. I see. You've got to, that's, if you put my name in a Google search or your name or anybody else's name, Google will show, Google will show everything that's in that headline. Uh-huh. Google reads those words. So you want to think about what are people searching for that you want to come up as the search result, right? So I do a lot of LinkedIn speaking. Uh-huh. I make sure LinkedIn and speaker are in that headline consistently because I want Google to bring people to my profile even when I'm not on it, right? Because if you set it up right with those keywords. So that headline, spending time on your headline in a very confident way, right? You want to tell people that you are the best at what you do. Uh-huh. And you don't have to be, listen, there's always people that are more advanced than us or, you know, or we're more advanced than You just have to be confident that you are the best that you could be at it and portray that confidence in that headline. And that's killer. That will change everything for you. I definitely agree. And I, I, and what you say about the Google, that is so absolutely true because uh, yeah, oftentimes, you know, if you, if you just Google yourself, you put LinkedIn, uh, it will definitely show you the, the headline. So um, so the importance of a headline is your LinkedIn profile will come up as one of the search results and your headline will show up underneath your name. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. And uh, so as we come to a close, Karen, if people want to get in contact with you or follow you, how would they do that? So I'm at Karen Yankovich across all social media. Um, please connect with me on LinkedIn I've, and let me know that, you know, when you connect with me, let me know that you were listening to this interview. Um, and, you know, I, I if I can share, I have a... a, a a free tip that can a tip sheet that can help people with their LinkedIn profile. Um, it's a video series that you just go to first3things.com and the three is the number three, first3things.com, and it'll take you to a free video series that'll help you get your profile in better shape so you can do all that strategic stuff we talked about here today. Great, and as I said before, guys, um, you know, check out Karen. They definitely have some great freebies. And Karen, thank you for being our guest. Oh, my pleasure. It was a lot of fun. Thank you for listening. Just another great episode by Callan Diggs, best-selling author and career strategist as seen at Fast Company and Inc. Magazine. If you're not on an email list, you're missing out. Go to reachingthefinishline.com and subscribe to get all the exclusives.